All right, good morning. Welcome to St. Paul's United Methodist Church, the heart of Cherry Street. And I can definitely say the heart of Cherry Street is still beating very strong. So thank you all very much uh, for joining us this morning. Uh, my name is Ed Dill, and I am the lay leader here at St. Paul's. And we just want to welcome all of you who are joining us, both live here in the sanctuary, and we also want to welcome those of you who are joining us through the gift of technology with our Facebook live stream. We are incredibly glad that you're with us this morning, however you're joining us for our time of worship together. If you are watching the live stream, it would be helpful if you would like the live stream or leave a comment so that we know that you are watching. For those of you who are here in the sanctuary, we do want to thank you for continuing to wear your mask. Uh, Tulsa County, unfortunately, is still in the red, high-risk COVID uh, designation. So one of the ways that we can follow Jesus' command to love our neighbor is to continue to mask up. And uh, we appreciate that you are doing that here in the sanctuary. Um, for announcements this morning, um, it is officially August, which I think we can tell by being outside for just a few seconds. You know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's August. And that means three things, uh, really. Uh, that means, one, it is incredibly hot out. You don't have to be a TV meteorologist to know that it's hot. It's really hot, and it's continuing to be very hot. Um, two, it means we are on the cusp of another football season. I'm much more excited about that than my wife, I'll just be very honest. Three, and, and most importantly, uh, it means that we are starting our uh, school supply drive. Uh, so, and since school is starting soon, we've got a lot of events that are coming up that have to do with the starting of school. Later on in our uh, service this morning, we are going to have the blessing and sending forth of all of our teachers and school personnel that are here. Uh, next Sunday, August the 14th, we are going to have the blessing of the backpacks for students of all ages. So if you are a student, we definitely want to encourage you to attend uh, next week here in person. This is all students, including those who are in graduate school. Uh, it is uh, an opportunity for you to receive a backpack and the blessing that goes with that. And as I say, and you can kind of see just over here uh, to my uh, left, uh, here up at the front, uh, we are collecting school supplies uh, that our teachers need, as well as a lot of school supplies for classrooms. Uh, most of you did receive an email earlier with suggested items, but obviously any school supplies that you would like to provide, they are welcome, and we will definitely make sure those uh, get put to good use. So that's all I have this morning. And now for uh, some other words of encouragement and our prayer of preparation, I will turn it over to Pastor Kathy. Good morning, St. Paul's. What a joy it is to be with you on this beautiful, wonderful first Sunday of the month. You all know I love Sundays, but the fact that we get to add communion with it, plus sending forth of our teachers and school personnel, it's probably gonna be my favorite Sunday this month. So, uh, one uh, slight modification to what Ed mentioned about you'll get a backpack. No, you all bring your backpacks. However, graduate students, I know money's tight. If you can't have a backpack, let Ed know. He'll be glad to buy you a really nice one. 
But truly, if you need a backpack, we can always find you ones. But students, we invite you all to bring your backpacks so that we can not only bless them, but bless you as well in your endeavor. Those are all the announcements I have other than it's hot outside, but it's cool inside here, and the warmth of the Spirit is still felt. Let's go to God in prayer. Oh, gracious and loving God, we do indeed give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks that you whispered in our ear to come, to come and be a part of this community, whether if we've come to the sanctuary or we're watching online, our hearts are gathered. And so God, we know that we don't have to ask you to be here. Instead, we ask for you to help us be present to you. Remove the distractions. Remove all the fleeting thoughts that pop in and pop out and help us to be present to this time so that through word, through music, through the twinkle in our neighbor's eyes, we can see the risen Christ and leave today transformed. Amen. St. Paul's United Methodist Church welcomes, affirms, and extends our love to all persons regardless of age, ethnicity, income, nationality, life experiences, abilities, sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. All are welcome into our family. Well, good morning, church. It's a pleasure to be with you. Um, so many of you, which is just a delight. Look at all these wonderful faces. Um, a moment of privilege as I ask for um, prayers, because it is August. It is very hot. I am very pregnant. <laughs> And I have a two-year-old. So, <laughs> please pray for me that I make it to September. <laughs> anyway, but let us go to God in prayer uh, and bring all of our worries to God's feet. Most wonderful God, your son tells us not to be afraid of what the future holds and not to worry about tomorrow, but you know how difficult we find it is to heed those words. For we worry about so many things. Our families, our friends, our circumstances, the state of the world, COVID, the price of gas, well, the price of everything. <laughs> and some of our worries are big worries, but most of our worries are small in the grand scheme of things. We come before you this day with these big and tiny worries, with the confidence that we know we can lay them at your feet. We bring our big worries about health and happiness and security for ourselves and our loved ones. We bring big worries about the world we live in and its future existence as we continue to fail to address so many ecological problems. We bring big worries about the way people in our world are treated as less than human, how they are exploited, tortured, helpless, and abused. And Holy God, we know that you are concerned with every aspect of our lives, so we also bring the little things that concern us, the worries which keep us awake at night, the worries which only you know. And so we speak these worries to you now in this very room, in the silence of our hearts, knowing that you hear us and you have compassion upon us, no matter how big or small our worries are.
Living God, reach out to all of those for whom the future brings fears and uncertainties. Assure then that you are with them. Even when the future seems dark and circumstances feel like they are spiraling out of control. Remind them that you are able to transform even the bleakest of situations, bringing healing and wholeness. We make our prayers in faith, for we know that your spirit is at work in our world, making all things new. And the people of God all said, Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke. I will remind you that we're in that place in Luke where Jesus is headed towards Jerusalem and he's using this time that he knows is limited to make sure the crowds and the disciples know so many of the things that he wants to tell them about God and the kingdom of God. Before the scripture that we're going to hear this morning, just before that, Jesus says to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear, for life is more than food and the body for clothing. And then he adds to that, instead, instead strive for his kingdom. And that's where we'll pick up today, so I invite you to stand for the reading from the gospel. I'll be reading Luke 12, 32 through 40, and I will be reading from the Common English Bible. And Jesus says, Don't be afraid, little flock, because your Father delights in giving you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. Make for yourselves wallets that don't wear out, a treasure in heaven that never runs out. No thief comes near and no moth destroys Where your treasure is, there your heart will be too. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps lit. Be like people waiting for their master to come home from a wedding celebration who can immediately open the door for him when he arrives and knocks on the door. Happy are those servants whom the master finds waiting up when he arrives. I assure you that when he arrives, he will dress himself to serve Seat them at the table as honored guests and wait on them. Happy are those whom he finds alert, even if he comes at midnight or just before dawn. But know this, if the homeowner had known what time the thief was coming, he wouldn't have allowed his home to be broken into. You also must be ready because the human one is coming at a time when you don't expect him. My friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Will you go with me to God in prayer? Oh, gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you. For indeed, you are our rock and our redeemer. God, at this time, I ask that you help me to step back. Fill me with your spirit so that it is your word, not mine, that is heard. Fill me with your spirit so that it is your word that comes back to us throughout the week. So that it is your word that causes us to pause, that causes us to ponder. It is your word that leads us to transformation. Amen. Well, I just want to put your hearts at ease. For those of you who heard the sell your possession and give to those in need, you may have sighed thinking, oh no, 
Kathy's going to tell us to give more money to the church, but that's not where I'm going this morning. But I do want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for continuing to give back to God through St. Paul's. <clears throat> and thank you for making that a priority in your life. Sadly, many churches during the pandemic closed because their financial giving had dwindled so much. But that hasn't been true for St. Paul's. So many of you have continued to support this church, knowing that even when we weren't having in-person <clears throat> worship, the ministries of the church were still going on. And you continue to do that. And for that, I am oh so grateful. I think, to be honest with you, I think that's one of the reasons that the district agreed to pay Emily's salary for two years, because they see the faithfulness of this church, and they see that St. Paul's is in a perfect location and has the perfect community, you all, to help reach out to the young adults in our community. So friends, this is not a no, not a give more money sermon, but rather a moment to just simply say thank you for the insight and the wisdom that you have to know that your generous generosity is such a vital part of our ministry. No, friends, this morning, the words that I want you to hear, the words that I want to land on your heart are, don't be afraid, little flock, because your father delights, delights in giving you the kingdom. Remember, Jesus has just told his disciples, don't set your sights on the worldly things that society tells you will make you happy or the things that society says will give you status and prestige and power and influence. No, he said to them, life is so much more than that. Strive for God's kingdom. Now that might seem like a very tall order. Strive for God's kingdom. It's as if he can see the wheels turning as his disciples when he says that. They're wondering, how do we do that? And he tells them, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that you can't do that. Don't be afraid that you will try and fail. Don't be afraid because God delights, delights in giving it to you. God delights in giving to you that which is the most important. My friends, we don't have to do anything. God's going to give it to us. God's kingdom. Not something promised as an afterlife experience, but something that we can have today. God's kingdom. Now, for many of us, kingdom seems like that very archaic term. Days when kings and, king, kings and queens ruled their kingdom from a, power, a place of power, a place that was far removed from the ordinary lives of the community, a place where decisions were made in terms of how the kings and queens would profit, even at the expense of the townspeople. But remember, Throughout his ministry, Jesus showed us that God's kingdom turns all those priorities upside down. In the kingdom of the kings and queens, the rich were the ones that received the privileges of the kingdom. Now think about some of Jesus' most memorable words, the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor, for theirs is 
the kingdom of God. Not theirs will be, not theirs could be, but that it is theirs now. Why? Because, friends, the kingdom of God is not measured by wealth and power and prestige. And God doesn't reign from this protected place of privilege. No, unlike kings and queens, God is right here, standing with us, among us. And friends, that's the kingdom of God. And that is the place that overflows with love and mercy and <clears throat> forgiveness and grace. It's a place that is both here and now, and yet a place still to come. A place that we can step into because we are smack dab in the middle of it and we can work to usher it into others. Remember, one of Jesus' primary missions was to help people step into God's kingdom. That's the message that he spread everywhere he went. The kingdom of God is near. Not a far away, distant ideology, but a here and now reality. His message of repent means quit running away from that which God delights in giving to you. Turn around. Turn around because the kingdom of God is waiting for you. And yes, friends, sometimes we think that if we run as fast as we can, we can run away from God's kingdom. Why? Because sometimes we think we don't deserve it. And other times because we think that the <clears throat> allure of the worldly things are more enticing than that of the kingdom. But I ask you this. What in the world could be more appealing than that peace that surpasses all human understanding? And what could be more appealing than knowing that we don't ever have to face difficulties alone. That there is a loving God who wants nothing more than giving us that gift of unconditional love. You see, friends, Jesus is quite clear. It's a gift. Not something that we have to earn by our good works. It's a gift. It's a gift that is given to us for one reason and one reason only because God delights in giving it to us. Now think about it. Do you remember that feeling you get when you have found just the right gift to give to someone? To give to someone that you love and you care about. It almost makes you giddy thinking about it and you can't wait to give it to them. You don't wanna wait until it's their birthday. You don't wanna wait until it's Christmas. It's the perfect gift and you wanna give it to them now. You delight in that giving. It's that feeling of it is so much better to give than it is to receive. And I'm sure you've experienced that. You know that wonderful feeling <clears throat> when you have that perfect gift for someone, especially when it's something they're not expecting. And what do you do? You delight. You absolutely delight in giving it to them. And friends, that's what God does. God delights in giving us the kingdom. And all we have to do is accept it. And the delight for us when we give the gift, it's not just giving it. But we also, we don't want to just give it to them. We don't want to put it on the doorstep and just run away. No, we want to give it to them because we want to see that joy in their face as their face lights up. We want to see that they love that gift. 
It's not our motivation for giving it, but oh, friends, it sure is the icing on the cake to see that it's a gift that they cherish. I think it must be so pleasing to God when we pause and we take in the kingdom of God. When we pause and take in that gift that we've been given. A gift that is not given to us because we deserve it. A gift that's not given to us because it's Christmas or our birthday. A gift that's a just because I love you gift. You know those gifts. That gift of the beautiful sunrise or a starlit night. The gift of comfort during a diff difficult time. The gift of knowing that we are not going through something alone. The gift of the kingdom, my friends, is the gift of healing. And friends, that kingdom of God is all around us. It's not just in us, it's around us. No, we have not yet realized or even come close to, becoming, <coughs> to comprehending it. It is both a now and not yet phenomenon of love. It's both a happening now and will happen reality. The kingdom is a what we have and what we are working toward gift. Friends, we have only seen a glimpse of the fullness of it. When God's kingdom truly reigns, not just in our hearts but throughout the world, there will be peace. There will be justice. There will be compassion. There will be equality, and there will be abundance, not scarcity. And its fruition is our prayer on earth as it is in heaven. And friends, that's why God delights in giving it to us, so that we may use that gift to help usher in the gift of the kingdom of God to others. It's a gift that we are given, not to put on a shelf and look at and say, Oh, isn't that pretty? But one that goes with us, a gift that is reflected in us. Do you remember that feeling you get when you see someone using the gift that you have given them? When you can see that the gift you gave is making a difference in their lives. Way too often, we are so guilty of putting gifts on the shelf in the closet and saying, we're going to save it for another day. We're going to save it for that just right occasion. But friends, all these gifts that God is giving us, God wants them to use it, not to save it. Because God delights in not only giving it to us, but watching us use it. God wants us to take it down and get it dirty. Friends, it won't break and it will never get used up. God wants us to share it with others. You remember that commercial, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You see, I believe that that is why Jesus told his disciples to strive for God's kingdom so that God could use us to help usher in the kingdom. That's why he then followed that with the parable about always being on the lookout for ways that God could use them, ways that God could use them to help make God's kingdom visible. And oh, people of St. Paul's, you do that in so many wonderful ways. Yesterday, we had our Safe Sanctuaries training for our volunteers. And 18 of you have said that, yes, I want to help usher in God's kingdom for our little ones, for our children, for our youth. 
And yes, friends, we do need more volunteers so that we can expand to offer Sunday school for our children and your youth. So please, please continue to pray and discern to see if this might be one of the ways that God is using you. And we're working to find effective and safe ways to begin our Manna Meals program again in <clears throat> September for those who are hungry. And as you can see, we are collecting school supplies for our teachers and students. And we have a helping hands ministry to help provide assistance to our members who are in need. And we've started a community garden with plans to expand that for next year. Hopefully next year we won't have this record-breaking heat. And so importantly, we have created a safe space for people to come and worship and find community. And I find myself wondering, where else is God leading us? What other ways does God want us to be on the watch for ways that God can usher in God's kingdom through us? Friends, that's going to be a big part of my prayer time while I'm recovering from surgery. You see, we have so many pieces in place right now. We have a director of children's ministry so that we can now offer a comprehensive and consistent children's program. We have a part-time pastor to help us grow and nurture our young adult program. We have volunteers who have a passion for getting our youth program going. We have an amazing music ministry. And we have technology gurus who help us be able to take our message well beyond these walls. Friends, at a time when so many churches are declining in membership and involvement, St. Paul's is growing and expanding our outreach. And we have the pieces in place to do that. Now hopefully, hopefully a new and improved COVID vaccine is coming this fall. And maybe, just maybe, we can feel safe again having our community fellowship dinners again and building our wonderful fellowship community, that community of faith that God has called us to be. So yes, my prayer and my focus while I'm at home for the next couple of weeks is going to be, thank you, God, for all that you have given to St. Paul's how can we use the gifts and the resources that this incredible community has to usher in your kingdom? And I ask you for the next three weeks to join me in that prayer. Because when God's kingdom is our goal, then indeed when we seek, we will find. I have already had several of you throughout the last couple of weeks come and put in my, a bug in my ear of Kathy. What if we did this? Kathy, what if we did that? And here's what I love. They never say, Kathy, what if we did this? You do it. It's, I'll help. I've got this idea. I'll help with it. Friends, that's how God moves within a community. There's a quote by St. Augustine that I love that says, a Christian is, and I'm changing that to a church is, a church is a mind through which Christ thinks, a heart through which Christ loves, a voice through which Christ speaks, and a hand through which Christ helps. St. Paul's, as a church, as a community of faith, may we indeed be the mind, the heart, the voice, and the hand 
that Christ uses to reach others. My friends, it is God's delight. God's delight to give us the kingdom. That kingdom, that gift that is freely given. It is not earned. It is not deserved. Deserved, but my friends, it is a gift that carries a great deal of responsibility. We see God is counting on us. God is counting on St. Paul's United Methodist Church and God is counting on each of you to use that gift to transform the world. May we each make ourselves available to use those gifts each time God calls. May it be so. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Mother to us all. Amen. God feeds us and nurtures us for the road through the feasting at the table. So will you join me, please, in the great thanksgiving? The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and you breathed into us the breath of life. And when we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity. You made covenant to be our God and you spoke to us through your prophets who looked for that day that day when your kingdom comes, when Jesus shall roll, when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream, when nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And so with your people on earth and all of the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent in the fullness of time to be a light to the nations. You scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts. You put down the mighty from their thrones and exalt those of low degree. You fill the hungry with good things, and the rich you send away empty. Your Son came among us as a servant to be Emmanuel, your presence with us. Through that presence, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and you made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up, Jesus took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. It is a sign of the new covenant. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make us be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his life and death and resurrection. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I invite all of you to be seated, except for our teachers and those in our school systems. I invite you to bring your insert forward and come forward and put yourselves right over here. begins we pray for our teachers and school staff this day may they be blessed with a renewed sense of calling to carry them through the arduous work of educating our children amid the uncertainties about and concerns for the health of the students as well as their own grant them protection and wellness as they face new risks and fears Grant our teachers an abundance of your wisdom. Prepare their hearts to welcome and love our loved ones. And may we make sure to show them love and respect in return. Give them grace as they help students who aren't thriving. Courage to say what needs to be said. Tools and knowledge on how and when to speak love and strength when they feel weak. When they feel unseen, Remind them that no moment goes unnoticed. They are shaping the future in a million small, yet incredibly important ways every day. Overwhelmed with gratitude for the gift of learning they share with our children. Bless them, Lord, and all who work with our children. May they see even just a glimpse of how their faithfulness will forever impact generations to come. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the amazing teachers and school staff who have given their lives to serve our children. Fill them with strength to lead, grace to guide, and hope to thrive in their classroom. Pour out your blessings on each of them for their willingness to pour into the next generation through education. May they feel your undeniable presence with them,
and may they feel the strength of our prayers and support. Amen. Friends, indeed, we have each been called to serve in different ways and in different manners, but all of us have been called to help usher in God's kingdom. May you leave this place today knowing that God's greatest delight is making sure you receive the kingdom. Because when you do, you can't help but share it with others. Go forth from this place to share God's love and peace. It's in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, our Creator, our Redeemer, and our Guide. Amen.